Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host. Always looking to bring you a great guest, and today... I have a really cool guest that's going to bring a different topic to the table that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, we have Diane on the show today. So, Diane, thanks for coming and uh, joining me on the show today. Kevin, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Diane, uh, we had connected because uh, we had another uh, guest from your firm on the show recently, and I think she passed my name along. And me and Diane connected on some potential marketing ideas and things that they might need that we might be able to help them with. But through that talk, you know, really thought she'd be a, a great guest for the show and share kind of what she's done for multiple firms uh, as head of marketing or CMO level. I thought it was really intriguing. So I uh, wanted to have her come on today and share she knows and what she's done and, and help some of these firms be very successful uh, in business development. So that's the topic today, business development uh, not just for partners, attorneys, but associate level. And and really, Diane, like anybody in the firm could participate. Absolutely. Yeah. And really anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's our topic today. And uh, we'll get into that too, uh, in just a few minutes after we learn more about uh, Diane, but uh, business development, think about your whole firm all the way down to associate level. We're going to dive in deep to that and, and she's going to give you some great information. So uh, Diane, so, I guess, first off, we want to know more about you and your background, how you got to be where you are, uh, your title now with uh, Phillips Neiser. Everyone, if you're tuning in right now, it's phillipsneiser.com. You can go check out her website. She's also on the site. So if you want to connect with her, her contact information is on there as well. LinkedIn is a great place to find her as well. This will be on LinkedIn and and she'll be tagged uh, as well. So so Diane, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background. So it's interesting. Um, I, I didn't come to this kind of uh, marketing from a straight line. So I started as an accountant. I have a CPA license in New York. You would never think an accountant would then go over to the marketing side. But early on in my career, after I got certified, I went uh, work for a very large company. I worked for Chase Bank. And I got into a, an area of marketing called product management. And to kind of fast forward, I worked in the corporate marketing world for a while ended up getting a master's degree um, with a marketing focus, and then found professional services marketing while I lived out in California. I um, kind of fell into a job with an accounting firm doing their marketing. And I will tell you at that time, I did not even think that accounting firms did marketing. So here I am now combining my CPA license and my marketing experience. So, you know, I've been doing this now for quite a number of years, and I tell you, it's really, it's been such a great fit for me, um, the whole professional services and now I'm in with law firms. So, you know, kind of finding out what the similarities are, any differences, but it's an interesting uh, synergy between accountants and lawyers. And I'm finding that I am learning a lot here and I'm doing some different things, but a lot of it is very similar. So, which I'm enjoying. Excellent. Well, and yeah, just the sake for Philip Neisner to understand that firm. Again, we had uh, Regina on. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, a partner with the firm, but in employment law is a big focus for the firm there, correct? Yeah, employment law is very big. It's a growing practice for us. Um, Regina is heading that up. 
Uh, and I work a lot with Regina and her team as well. In fact, we're doing a couple of events coming up in the fall. So they're a pretty active team in marketing and, and business development. The other kind of big areas here, <clears throat> excuse me, real estate, being in New York City, you know, you can't get away from real estate, right? So we're very big in real estate. Also litigation practice to trust in the state's area. And we have a really good matrimonial area as well and family law. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. I just want to kind of, for the viewers tuning in, what kind of firm you all are and, and so they get an idea of, of how this could apply to them. But so let's get into business development and, and what that means and, you know, how you kind of built really a system and training for firms and helped not just put that together, but implement it in, in the firms that you've worked for. So let's just get into that and, and how our audience here can do the same for their firms, especially if it's something they've never even thought about. Absolutely. Again, something that I had never really have seen anyone talk about before. So I, that's why I love this topic. Um, and I was telling uh, Diane, I was at a networking event this morning, taking a, a junior person with me to give it out and meet people and, and get exposed. And uh, so it's definitely something that uh, I enjoy doing. And it's something that's always been part of my business. Um, even though I do marketing and believe in that strongly, you still have to you know, build your network and, and keep those things going. So, so why business development training? Tell us, you know, really the, the benefits that you've seen by implementing yeah, this. Absolutely. So, you know, how this all started I, and when I was working with the accounting firms, <clears throat> excuse me, um, how it started, obviously, is being a partner. Part of your job needs to be to go out and bring in business as well as doing the client. And I think most people understand that going into it. One of the things. You know, wanted to kind of get into, you know, why business development training and kind of share maybe some of the, the benefits that you've seen uh, implementing this training into some of the firms that you work with. Yeah. So how this all started, I'll kind of go back a little bit. When I was working with the accounting firms, you know, obviously for partners, part of the job besides doing the client work is also doing business development, bringing in new business, trying to cross sell, things of that nature. But in the firms that I worked for at that time, it wasn't necessarily expected that the, the accountants below the partners, so we call the managers, senior managers, what you might call senior associates and associates on the attorney side, wasn't that expected. But however, if they became a partner, it was expected to go out and do it. So there's a big gap between the training that's needed and the nurturing and then having the expectation of getting the results. So I came in and said, look, let me fill this void for you. Here's what I can do for you. And I, I put together, I'm going to call it a formalized program, and it's formal only because I really think that in order to break into a new habit, you need to be doing it over and over again, and you need that nurturing, that support and guidance that comes from a kind of a more formalized approach. What was happening is there were certain um, accountants, and I know it's the same way on the attorney side, they were getting some business development training from a particular partner who they may work a lot with, but they were getting that one point of view, they were getting... If they ad had hoc, probably a very ad hoc, and if they had the luxury of having a partner who would train them, who would take the time, that was great. But a lot of us uh, attorneys and a lot of accountants didn't have that. So with this program, you know, what this really does is it kind of sets up the accountant, the, you know, like a uh, junior accountant, if you will, or the associate attorney to be ready for if and when that person becomes partner. You know, one of the big things that I teach is obviously it's business development, but it's networking. And, you know, you kind of want to build it before you need it. 
So yeah. you need to really start. I really emphasize you want to start early on and have that training so that if you do become a partner, you've already got the network, you've already got the training, you're out there, you kind of got over some of the discomfort or the fear, quite frankly, of you know doing this kind of, um, of exercise. I'll call it an exercise, but it's, it's really something for life. I mean, this is something you do kind of forever. And so, you know, I, I've been carrying that through from firm to firm and I'm carrying it you know, at some point over to Philip Snyder as well, working with the um, with the attorneys. I'm doing some one-on-one now with some attorneys, but I want to do more of a, a group type of thing. I, don't, I won't get into too many of the details, but I do, part of what I do is to talk to individual associates or the, the accountant uh, level, the junior accountants, and talk to them about where they're at with business development and networking and what their concerns might be and what their obstacles might be to doing it. And then it provides me with a benchmark. And then from that benchmark, as we start doing the classes, I, it gets measured against the benchmark. And I've had dramatic results with, with doing this. And I've had partners say to me, you know, I wish I had this when I was at their the point in their career. You know, nobody really sat down and taught me this. I had to learn the hard way, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it's nothing's really as formalized. It's like a, it's like a class, like, you know, going to school. So it, it is, it is. I, I, I do a combination of, I'll call it in-class work. And then of course, outside work where you're, you're actually applying what you've learned in class outside. And it's over a six month, could be up to eight month period. So it's not a, a half a day or a two hour lunch and learn kind of thing. You know, it's, it's really a program. And one of the things that I found to be extremely beneficial is that the partners are invited to co-teach it with me. I ask some of the partners who are obviously one of the bigger business development type partners, and they do a great job of just, I call it stories from the trenches. They're talking about how did you get started in this and what, what were your obstacles? Because the associates and the the you know manager level accountants would really look up to their partner, and to them they think, oh, they must have been doing this since the day they were born, right? They're so good at it. How can I ever they have do some it? natural ability, right? Exactly. And so what I wanted to bring out to these um, younger uh, professionals is that they had to start somewhere like you. And so now they're at a place where, because they've been doing it for so long, they look really good at it and they are, and they get really good results, but this is not something that you, this is something you can do. It's not something that you have to think you're either born with it and or not. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency, at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Sure. Well, I think um, you know, a couple things you said, you know, it's, it's for life. So Say you got a, if any associates are listening to this podcast, you need, you know, the work is just going to work. You, you need to be building your network for your professional career, whether or not you stay at a firm you're at or you go somewhere else or start your own business. Having that network and starting as early as possible is, is massive. It puts you in a totally different position. I mean, imagine if you're an associate bringing in business and that's not required and then you make partner and you already have a book of business 
and you know what you're doing and, and you can contribute that much faster. But even if you go into a different field and leave the legal field, it's something that is a skill that's going to stick with you and something you need to build. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, in, in business, in any area of business, it's about relationship building. I mean, really. And, you know, when you build a relationship, it's a, a longer term commitment. It's, it, you know, doesn't mean you're seeing them every day. It could be a once a year, hey, it's a holiday greeting or something. And, but it's, but a lot of the relationship building is also based on kind of this reciprocity of like, I'm, look, I'm, I want to help you. And when I, the first class that I, that I teach, I talk to the um, attendees about how, you know, how to have the right dialogue with a potential business partner, you know, like, a, you know, a, an associate level, you know, that, that wants to also network with you, you know, how do you have that conversation? And it's great to talk about the commonalities. Hey, you live in this town. I live in the next town over. You have kids. I have kids. Those are great things. But at some point you want to bridge that conversation over to kind of their business world. Hey, how did you get into this business? What are some of the obstacles you're facing to grow your business and how can I help you? That's the beginning to me of a relationship build in terms of, you know, from a business perspective and having that longer term view of how we can continue to stay connected and help each other. And so to your point about the being, you know, life and, and any, and when you leave the firm, wherever, those relationships should stay with you. Those are, if they're real, if they're deep enough and they're real. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another point too, is say you, you know, I could see asking like an older, a partner that brings in a lot of business, probably not in remembering maybe how they got into it or started it, but, or even like a, a true process, they just, they've been doing it for a long time. They've built relationships. Like you're saying, it might be harder for them to kind of put their finger on. Well, I started on this day and now here's what I started doing. They probably don't have that much of a structure to it, you know, versus you would ask one of your associates that's probably done this training years ago. And they probably would be like, well, I took a training and now I have a process and, and, and they probably have a lot more thought going into it. Then if I just say, hey, go find and meet people. Okay. You know, for this, like to be formally trained in it, I would think you'd have a lot better uh, success in a short amount of time. I know building my network in a new town took a very long time. And I probably was just talking to people and didn't have a process by any means. So a lot of things can fall to the cracks. You probably don't follow it with people. You know, what are you really trying to accomplish? And so I, I could... You know, I can see this being very useful, but also streamlining the process and getting them up to speed much quicker. Because I feel like people go into networking events and forget they're even at one. And they talk to the one person they know that they already knew. And then they, they, they walk out of there with really nothing gained from it and forget really what's, what's the purpose that I'm here. Obviously, you want to help people and build those relationships, but it can be an expense to the firm. So why are you at this event that might cost X, Y, Z money? Uh, we have to have somewhat of an agenda in a process in place. Yeah, no, that's, a, those are really good points. And, you know, when I, when I do the training, I cover in each of the different classes, different aspects of networking. And one of them is as a whole class, a class and a half on event networking and how to prepare ahead of time. And that would, what you just said about people going to an event and kind of standing around and hoping somebody walks up to them and, or they just know that one person and they want to stay with that person the whole time. You know, that's what a lot of the, the younger professionals were doing or not even going to events at all. And so they were, they were taught, listen, there's research, you know, first of all, see if we can get the attendee list, take a look at who's speaking. 
If the speakers are considered thought leaders, they're probably somebody you should know. So maybe make sure you go to the events, the actual sessions, and then afterwards go up to the, um, the speaker and just introduce yourself and just kind of give a couple of words about who you are, what they do, you know, and then maybe connect with them afterwards. And so, you know, I found that it's interesting when you say about how they really weren't doing very much networking before, not in the right way. When I started out doing these classes, I asked everybody, okay, so in the last six months or six months to a year even, how much networking did you do on a regular basis? And I'm going to tell you that 75% of them said nothing at all. About 25% of them said, and these are younger, right? About 25% of them might have said, oh, I do some, maybe a couple, three, four times a year kind of a thing with my client. I take them out to lunch, that sort of thing, which is fine. After the six months, I had 60% of the attendees were networking two times a week on a regular basis. And the other, the rest of them were networking more like every other week, you know, twice a month, let's say. And I guarantee you that's led to increased business for that firm. Yes. In fact, the first class I took, we had somebody who reached out to a sort of a colleague of hers. Actually, I think it was a client of hers from years ago from another firm. And just to kind of touch base, out of that came a $100,000 job, which in our firm was, and my firm at that time was a very, that's a very big average fee, you know, that's higher than the average fee kind of thing. So there was really, and she said, you know, I never would have reached out to this person had I not been asked to do so as part of the class and the training. Well, yeah, they're not, they're not expected to normally. Right. Right. And that's at all. Actually, they're probably not encouraged. They're probably discouraged. They might be. Yeah. They might be discouraged because they're chargeable and you want them to get in. Look, they have a lot to learn. They have to learn their area of law, let's say, and working with clients better than have a lot to learn. But, you know, I used to say, most people would say the reason I don't network is I don't have enough time. I said to them, well, do you eat? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Do you eat lunch? Yes. Well, how about going over lunch or over breakfast or have a cup of coffee afterwards after work or something like that? And I think it's more the discipline of just mm-hmm. doing it. And I think once it was the discipline and then the fear of being rejected. What if I reach out? They don't reach out back and that sort of thing. And that rarely happens. You reach out to somebody in a genuine way. You want to connect. You're in the same field, let's say they usually will connect with you. Most people will. And so I think from by far, most people, it was a very positive experience and it did change their careers. And for some people it actually changed their lives because it's personal, you know, it's a personal thing. Well, so, well, I've been a good student since I talked to you. I took a, I took a law firm client to lunch yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) the the firm part owner and their administrator. And of course, saw folks, during that time that I knew that they knew that we could, you know, talk with. And then we had, a, I had a networking event this morning at 745 in the morning, which I took a, a younger basically associate too. So yeah, this has got to be mornings, lunch, or after work, if you're willing to put in the extra time, it's going to pay off for them. So that's, that's something to think about too. So I, I wanted to kind of touch on a couple other things that you had. Diane sent me a nice little list of things to cover here, which I appreciate as a guest. <laughs> But some of the other benefits though, too, that I thought were interesting was like things around retention. So imagine you have a bunch of associate attorneys, you're offering this kind of training to them to help them build up their network, get out of their shell, meet people, and then start to work towards being a partner and and contributing to the firm and bringing in business. Uh, I would assume that does a lot for retention. And so what did you see on that side of, of things? 
Yeah, I mean, the um, I think what the associates really liked, or the accountants at that time, was that the firm was investing in them, and that meant a lot to them. And because they were contributing to a, a sort of a higher level objective, which is either you know, growing the firm, you know, help, working more with our clients better, I think they felt they had, I'll call it like more skin in the game. So, and that with that deeper connection with the firm, you know, there are a lot of folks who I taught in the very first class that I did many years ago who were still with their firms and their partners now. And so to, to me personally, I mean, it's such a gratifying thing, but, you know, for the managing partners or who are on this call, you know, think about your pipeline, think about enriching that pipeline. Yes, you have your partners out there, but what if you can vision the next level down, if you will, to be part of that pipeline growth? Oh, yeah. You Imagine know, what they could do in the next five or 10 years. Exactly. And, you know, and, you know a lot that. of them, you know, what we did, what one of the big things that was kind of eye opening is that this program and doing it in this fashion really helped to identify those practitioners who could really be great business developers, but just needed that starting point. They needed just some help. They need, they didn't know where to start or they had some, you know, some discomfort in, in kind of meeting new people and not knowing what to say. So this really helped them kind of get over that. And the fact that they were doing it month after month after month for six months, it just it became easier. The benchmark that I have is midway through, and I've seen this with every class that I've done. I had many of the practitioners say to me, you know, I'm doing this three months now. I'm completely confident in this. I can do this. You can send me anywhere, any event. I'm fine. I can go to this now. And it's usually at that midpoint that they started to say that. So then the second half was really more about trying to actually get some prospects, get some leads, as opposed to, you know, just networking and building your network. But it was also trying to get some leads. And we had, again, like I said, I had this one person who brought in a big piece of business and a few others that had some smaller pieces, but it was their first win. And it was a very big deal to them, you know. I know <laughs> here at my firm, you know, raises an opportunity leadership uh, based on not time necessarily, but how they're contributing. Uh, we notice folks that are doing extra above and beyond, extraordinary, yeah. natural leadership abilities that they're just, they get into a team and then they just start to, you know, you can see that they're kind of taking over that team. They're rising above. Um, and so for here, I know we noticed that and those people are elevated fairly quickly, um, obviously with attorneys, you know, having time and, and understanding, uh, I can understand the nuances there, but I would assume if you have an associate bringing in business all the time versus other ones that are not, I would assume that's, uh, you know, they would stand out from the crowd as far as potential to make partnership earlier. You know, absolutely. But they're also, because the if you have an associate who's really bringing in some business and really doing a lot of networking, they're really good influencers to their peer group. And so what starts to happen is, you know, I was doing this year after year, like a couple of years in a row, like two, three years in a row in some of the firms, you start to instill more of a, a cultural shift in terms of thinking about growth and business development. And to sure. me, that's where kind of the, you kind of move the needle. I mean, yes, you can bring in business and I can measure how many people now are widening their network and reaching out and expanding it to like a lot of the accountants like to be with other accountants, but their goal was to meet other practitioners. 
you know, other service providers. So we measure their success based on the goals that they put out there. And all of that is measurable. But what's really nice is when you see the culture shift. And when at one point I started having associate level accountants, if you will, come to me and say, next time you have that class, can you please include me in it? I really want to be in this class. So which was which was lovely. I mean, it was so nice to hear that. But when you start having that culture shift, I think that's when I, I think that's a really big deal for the firm. I think that's really reaching that higher level kind of goal for the firm. Well, sure. You know, uh, we'll, you know, we're in business. Everyone listening that you run a firm or a business, business has to make money. It has to be profitable in order to pay folks to give them better opportunities to uh, build teams that they can lead. So if you're not growing, you're not creating opportunities. I know that's, that's our, that's our mission here is for mm -hmm. everyone knows if you come work here, we're growing, we're building, we're expanding, and that gives them opportunity to see themselves in whatever position they want to be, whether there's more pay, more security, whatever it may be. To have the culture you're talking about is something, it's kind of harder for, I think, me to do because I have very like specialized marketing people that are they're focused on their work and they don't really, and they're remote for the most part. So it's a little bit more challenging, especially trying to meet law firms. <laughs> specifically so it gets a little more challenging but but i know i have like a, a program if anyone brings any lead or business there's a bonus program if uh they have a client uh, that they're meeting with for you know reviewing marketing metrics or something like that and they find an opportunity to have where they need to uh, do more with us or or recommend something that they end up going with they got a, a bonus program for that too so we're, we've kind of instilled some of those things where hey new business here is a good thing and we need to increase the business here and, and have that culture. I feel like within law firms, obviously it's at least at the partner level, that's obvious, but um, I feel like sometimes the, the rest of the team, all the way down to admin staff and everybody, they should be thinking, how can I bring in business for the firm and the company? How can I represent the company when I'm out and about that's going to help the company and, and having that culture is something I would like to have for sure. And well, one of the things what we did also is in terms of, each, you know, we had sort of a, a class, you know, like the class of whatever year kind of thing we fashioned okay. academically in a sense. And when they were done with the class, we, I put together a, um, a an event, a networking event that included oh. the um, associate levels of a partner's contacts. So if they knew partners in other firms, whether it be law firms or wealth advisory firms, we asked them, do you have any associate levels that you would like to do some networking with our folks? And we're putting on this really nice event and we'd love to invite them. And so I, it was sort of a giving back to the class to say, look, you guys did a great job. Let's put, let's put our own event on. Well, I'll marketing, I'll help you with it. And you will all be the hosts of this event. This is like having a party at your house and you're going to be yeah. inviting guests and you're going to be greeting them and all that. And, you know, they were, they were so appreciative. I had a couple of guests who were there. One was actually from a law firm, a very large law firm who thanked me very much for inviting him. And he said, you know, my firm talks about this, but we never do it. And he said, I'm so glad that you did this. And I really would love to, you know, be a part of this again, if you have it again in the future. And so, you know, that I, I was a little surprised that they didn't really do things like that. But, you know, I being now being at a law firm here, I mean, we're a small law firm, we're in size. And, you know, I, I'm working 68 more, attorneys or something like that, I believe. Close to about 70, yeah, close to 70 attorneys. Yeah. And I would call that good size. 
But mid-size, yes, mid-size. yeah, it's, it's mid-size firm. <laughs> and we, um, I'm working, like I said, a couple with a couple of different associates now, kind of on a one-on-one. But eventually, I think it would be great to have. I think we're going to end up doing that at some point, a uh, more formalized approach and bring in. I also brought in some outside speakers as well, just to kind of break up things and give them different perspectives. That's the sure. other benefit, you know. It's great for for the younger professionals to hear from different people and get different perspectives on how to network and not think there's only one way. I mean, it was funny because I had the the first class, I had my managing partner, one of my firms, I had him speak and I asked him, you know, could you tell everybody how you got started? And this, this person, this partner, he was one of the biggest business developers in the firm. He brought in a lot of business, knows so many people. And he said, I'm gonna tell you, when I first started, it took me three years to get my first client. And everyone looked at him and thought three years, but he said, cause it just takes time. He said, I was brand new. I didn't know when I had to just keep doing it. And I was at a low, you know, younger level and I had to keep going after it. And then I started bringing in some business, but it took three years to get my first, you know, lead. And so the message was, this is a long-term kind of thing. This is not sure. something where you walk into an event and you walk out with a client. This is something you have to really keep at. And I think that having, a managing partner or having a very seasoned partner come in and talk about his or her experiences really resonates with the associates and, and the you know, younger accountants that I worked with. Yeah. I mean, they're probably just thinking, yeah, this, this guy or girl is probably already just always done this and they know what they're doing. Exactly. So, right. <laughs> no, it took a long time and, and I'm reaping the rewards now. You know, you got to definitely start early um, with this. No one's going to trust you. you just walk in a room and give a pitch and they're going to be like, oh, here's some work. Now you might get lucky, <laughs> but you know, with what you all do, I mean, you don't just randomly pick a firm to work with for like employment law. You have to build a relationship, I would assume, to get in, get in the door for that. So, well, let's cover a couple, a uh, few more things. And by the way, I, I assume that events that you put together probably turned out generate a lot of business for a lot of people. It actually, we made a lot of connections. And what was interesting is the firms that our partners had a relationship with but some of the associates actually brought out leads from these firms that these partners were not aware of because they were asking the right questions so and i and to me that was i think for the person it was such a mark of wow i'm i'm really getting this now i really i'm I, i can do this kind of thing and and the partners were we invited some of the partners to come to it as well because they were they're very supportive and they were praising these younger professionals for what they were doing. And in fact, the whole firm knew who the incoming class was. And then when they graduated and all that, we did a whole big cool. you know, internal celebration for all of them as well. Because again, this is part of changing the culture. We wanted people to be top of mind. We wanted to know that the business development and the growth of the firm is top of mind to people. That's so excellent. I love that. Yeah. yeah, to me, uh, Phyllis Neisner should get on board with your training right away. So, yeah, Well, we're there, we're, we are. No, they are on board. It's, it's a matter of just kind of getting things in place. But yeah, I'm doing, yeah. like I said, I'm doing some one-on-ones and I'm getting a feel also for where people are at with their current uh, networking and business development. Well, uh, to, uh, one of the things you said too about the associates discovered new leads or opportunities, that's something that I have done here with my team. So say if you were a client, you know, I might reach out to you once well and say, hey, what's going on? And check. I do a very high level. Hey, how's it going? You know, anything we're messing up or it could do better. But other than that, I keep my 
my stuff pretty friendly with my clients, but my team has more in depth meetings with my clients to go through like what happened last month and last quarter and new marketing initiatives and, and things we're doing. Uh, they're incentivized if they, they, they say, Hey, I, Diane, I, you really need to do this. And we think this would help you. They have no clue about what things cost or how our pricing is or nothing. So they're there just to, we've designed it in a way that they're really making recommendations for what you need. But if that turns into an opportunity, like I might not know that, even though I'm the one that does all the business development, they all the time go, Hey, I just spoke with Diane and I was telling her that she could really use this. And they said, they want to get a proposal for that. So they're finding opportunities within our clients that I won't probably ever come across because I'm not in there deep with their account. And so that's kind of the, the most that we've done here for that. And, and that's, that's worked out very well though, you know, to, to keep an eye out what, what more can we do for these clients to help them. And that leads to more business um, by making those recommendations. So that's something that's worked out pretty well here. Okay. So what you had on here, uh, other ways to teach business development. So I definitely want to cover that again for everyone listening in that's going, Hmm, how can I do this in my firm? I don't have this formalized training or like platform that Diane's probably developed, but how could, you know, what's some other ways that they could teach this to uh, get started? Yeah. So one, one thing we did in one of my past firms was at once a month, it was like, I think it was a Wednesday morning or something. I think it was a Wednesday from 11 to 12 or something. We had a partner give a sort of 20 minute presentation to anybody in the firm who wanted to join it about the type of service that they provide, but not so much from a technical standpoint, but more from a opportunity identification standpoint. In other words, this is what I do. Here's how I help my clients and here's how to look for the opportunities. Here's where this is a sweet spot or this is a way, a, a way to identify whether one of your clients might need this kind of, of work. And so that was very well attended. And so every month, the associates or the, um, you know, the younger professionals or even other partners were being trained on different types of services throughout the firm for either doing cross-selling to their current clients or for just looking on the outside to see if, if they come across somebody who they sure. think, based on the opportunity um, you know, kind of assessment, whether or not this would be the right, a right fit for the firm. So, And that's an easy thing to put together. I mean, it's really just a quick presentation. It was very high level. 20 minutes of, you know, kind of talking about it and then maybe 10 minutes of a Q&A. And then we had all the presentations were recorded and they were available to anybody should they want to, you know, look at them again and listen to them again and pick up some things. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, really, you're taking your your staff and you're you're creating like the, a marketing team or a sales team in a way. So it's, it's almost like I've been to more formalized networking groups where like, you know, you say what you do and what you're looking for and. The point of those groups is that you're trying to have that whole group know what you do and understand it so that if they're out and their day, like they can say, hey, you know what? Kevin does that. I bet I can connect them. I don't like those kinds of groups. I used to do it when I was starting out. But the point being, you're equipping your staff or associates to be able to identify opportunities and, and say, you know what? Actually, Bob or Sally specializes in that and they can help you out. And, and connect the dots. So I like that a lot. 
Yeah. And it's easy. It's not something, it's not that formal. You know, really you could even do, take different aspects of networking and you can do, here's a tip of the day kind of thing. If you want to just get, make it more top of mind for people, you know, Hey, did you, when was the last time you took your client out to lunch? When was the last time you took a colleague out to something, just some tip of the day kind of thing. The, the formalized approach, it is more time consuming, of course, and you do have more sort of administrative managing of it, if you will. Yeah, you know, you get a it's a higher probability of having somebody kind of change their behavior to kind of get the kind of results you're looking for. But, you know, I did six months, some of them, sometimes it was eight months if I had a few extra like speakers and classes, but you could even do a three month or something, just something to kind of do his part one, part two, part three and focus on event networking you know, that kind of a thing, which is a kind of a big thing. Now the fall is here. People are finally getting out like, you know, hopefully, right. (laughs) In the rearview mirror. And that might be a nice thing to do. There's, there's so much you could talk about just with event networking and doing it the right way. So people feel it's a, a, you know, productive experience. And they also have a comfort level around what they need to do when they get there and not feel that they're, you know, out of their comfort zone, just standing around. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, the formalized version might be a little harder to implement for some folks that are listening, but, and I, I don't think no one's going to learn or get a habit out of a, a lunch and learn or like a, what we call them, a lightning talk. I think it was probably good to have a lunch and learn and, and do something, but I think if that's all you do, you probably won't have quite the results you're, you're looking for. I think, you know, KPIs, if like I, probably with your training, like tracking, hey, how many how many lunches did you do this week or how many uh, events did you do last month? Uh, having some kind of reminder, oh, actually I didn't do any. I, do I have any lined up this month? Tracking some kind of KPI on it might, might be a, a good way to start too, to say, hey, we're gonna try to have everyone do one event once a month, you know, just some, some starting point. I mean, even now I'm working with a partner on his business development. And that's, you know, I have a tool that I put together for him to be able to track his um, lunches and, and meetings and that's some follow-ups, putting in the events as well and, and kind of carving out, hey, this is an event I'm going to. Let me see if I know anybody else from my, you know, my, my network that's going there that I can meet up with. So, you know, it, it's it, a lot of this, even though I'm training, I was training the younger professionals, it applies to partners as well. I mean, it, it really is the same process. <laughs> well, like I said, right now, I just took a, a gentleman from here to a network event. I knew, like, I can't even get to the door. I know so many people there. It's like, Kevin, get, boom, boom, boom. And I haven't been out in a while. So it's literally like, I got like two or three leads and everyone's talking to me. And, and so I know everyone at this this particular event, but that didn't happen overnight. But I also don't, I don't have a system. I'm not following a process. I just kind of do my thing. And so if I was serious about like local event networking, I would want to get with someone like you and say, Hey, uh, I'm just doing my thing and it's working okay. But now I really want to like dial it in and, and how do I improve? And so where a lot of those older partners probably just all did their own thing and they got their own little special way, but they probably don't really have a, a formalized or a, a, a way to track it. Uh, they probably go weeks without going to anything and, and they, they probably could do be a lot better if they had something in place to track what they're doing. Yeah. Because I know these people and I'm going to, this is my goal and my plan for this event because it may you know, have a cost to it. No, I, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, I had, you know, one partner, he gave his sort of structure, if you will, around how he networks and he's out four times a week. 
And of course, a lot of the attendees were a little nervous about that because they thought, wow, I have to go from zero to four. And, you know, this is how, but he's been doing it for so long and he's, he spends more of his time business development, uh, you know, looking for new business than doing the client work because he's just at that level as a partner. It's not, it doesn't mean that that's what everybody has to do from day one, but which the, the, the formalized approach in a sense is nice because they're getting other perspectives and they're also getting the context within which this, you know, tip, if you will, of going four times a week, they're getting more of the context of what that really means and how they can translate that for them. You know, sure. in other words, you don't have to do four. If you do one a week, you're doing great. If you do one a month and you're just starting out, that's really good. That's 12 times a year. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. And once a month, I think everybody could do once a month. I think so. <laughs> but, uh, everyone listening if you're not networking or going business development at least once a month and you're a partner or an owner you probably need to step it up <laughs> actually well diane thanks so much for for sharing i think this is you know for me this is a unique topic that we've had on here as far as especially looking to the younger folks and associates and again i think this could be with everybody in the whole firm to be honest with you this could be your admin staff, receptionist, everyone can contribute, especially if you had some reward program to where you get rewarded for this to bring in the work. So I think it's, I think it's a great cultural shift to consider. So is there anything else you wanted to, to add or? or no, I think, I, I think we covered a lot. No, I just, it just, in the end of the day, I think, you know, obviously the client work is, is super important. I mean, this is what they, they need to do, but the, the long-standing nature of the entity itself has to remain. It has to keep moving forward and having, you know, not just your partners, but other people in the firm have some skin in the game to help that I think is a very healthy attitude. Oh. I agree with that skin of the game. Uh, I like that. So uh, I think it's great. I think everyone, every firm should be, you know, prescribing to this and, uh, and having something in place again, if it was to start with some workshops or some training or, something to get it started and i I talk to firms all the time that are running around like chickens with their heads cut off the partners the owners everybody so it's i guarantee you even the the partners don't have any system or reason for what they're doing they're just kind of going through the motions so i think it's this is great get some structure in place connect with diane i'm sure she's happy to share a little bit more if you connect with her she is on the website philipsnizer.com or LinkedIn. You can just yep. search Absolutely. for her there. She will be connected on some of our posts for this. And if not, you reach out to me, I'll connect you with Diane directly and uh, make sure you, you get in touch with her. So I guess that's all we got. So Diane, anything else before we go? No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. No, hey, thank you so much for being prepared and, and for sharing <laughs> all the good things there and uh, different ways that uh, these firms can can get started with uh, business development all the way through their firm. And I think it's a great topic, something right. we should talk about more often and uh, something that I'm excited about all the time. So I like talking to people. Everyone, have a great day. Get out there, grow your firms, talk to people, network, and then share that knowledge that you're, you're learning or have learned with others. You know, Make sure you're teaching your younger staff and your associates. It's going to pay off for you in the long run. So Diane, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, 
and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.